you're walking around with a gun on your hip, man. And at any moment, some bonehead is going to do something insane and possibly end your life. Like the average person has no clue. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Squad Room, the podcast devoted to creating and optimizing a healthy and fulfilling life for first responders all around the world. I'm your host, Garrett Deslav. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for joining us. And if uh, this is your second time, third time, fourth time, whatever it is, thanks for coming back. I'm a sergeant for a sheriff's department in Southern California. And on the show, I talk to experts in a variety of fields looking for those force multipliers that I could apply to my own life. I want to make myself and you happier and healthier so we can tackle our challenging careers with energy enthusiasm and focus the entire purpose of this podcast is to make myself better but then to share what i'm learning with you and before we get to the interview i want to remind you that you can get the information on this episode including show notes and links to our guests uh information at the, by going to the squadroom.net you can also subscribe to the show of course on itunes and stitcher and follow me on instagram and twitter at the squadroom now, our guest today, this is a big one, and I'm super excited to share this one with you because uh, I've been following this guy for at least a decade, probably close to a decade. Uh, many of you have, too. It was my first introduction to high-intensity interval training. Tony Horton, creator of P90X, is on the show today, and we talk about a whole bunch of stuff from P90X and my personal story of trying it way back in the day and, and having success and going all the way through to what he's doing these days with uh, some of the personal development courses. He's got a new course out called Living Large, and we talk about that. Uh, we go through his story and, uh, and his tips and tricks on how, just how to, how to take those first couple steps on getting to your path for health and fitness, the importance that he places on nutrition and mindfulness, and of course, the physical exercise. It's a great conversation, so I'm going to get right to it. Uh, and uh, again, for show notes for this, you can go to thesquadroom.net. But for now, here's Tony Horton. Tony, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for being here. Garrett, my pleasure. I'm here to help and answer some questions. Excellent. Well, I got a bunch for you, but I'm going to start with a story, I guess, first, because um, like many other officers, uh, I, I've, I myself am a quote-unquote graduate. I graduated from P90X many years ago, and uh, you know, I went through the program in my garage right out there mm-hmm. when I was a younger officer, and... Uh, had good success with it, uh, and to, to me, what what stood out to me about going through that program, it was, it was, you know, even through high school, I wasn't much of an athletics guy. Uh, in my early twenties, uh, I was struggling with with weight and and whatnot. And going through PNDX was the first time I felt strong. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. the first time in my life where I actually felt strong. And I remember even being on on patrol one day, and for whatever reason, I was holding my arms and I felt my biceps, and it was like, oh man, look at that's a, I have a bicep. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a fun experience. Thank you for for that. I want to t- I want to ask one question about P90X real quick because when that came out, everyone was doing the the shake weights and the attaching electrodes to yourself and no work needed and you know ten minutes uh, uh, three times a week kind of thing. And, and P90X was the exact opposite of that, right? I mean, it's a butt kicker even with the modifications, and it still is. Um, why do you think that resonated with people so much, and and why do you think it was such a success? If it, if it requires hard work. Well, I think traditionally most people felt like they had to go to a gym and get on all those machines, you know what I mean, whether it be an elliptical or treadmill or versus a climber or weight training or whatever it was, and that you needed to go through that whole rigmarole, you know, and, and uh, for a lot of people, it's a social thing and they really enjoy that. I mean, I like going to the gym as well occasionally, just kind of getting there and kind of mixing it up with people. It's really fun. But, you know, the average person who's out of college or high school who's got a real life, just that's, that's just become so difficult, especially with kids and work and all. And so, you know, I think a, there were a lot of companies that were selling fitness products. <clears throat> these are my air quotes. And people who are listening can't see them. But fitness products were really designed to make money for companies so they could kind of, whatever, run, run its course for three to six months and then come up with another gadget or another weight loss, you know, diet program or something. And they weren't really specifically – uh, for people who were serious, you know, it was, it was sort of a short term weight loss thing. So you could take a nice after picture and then gain a bunch of weight back again. You know, P90X was <clears throat> a complete anomaly. And, you know, we have to thank our, my, my partner on that, Carl Dyko, the CEO of the company. He said, Hey, look, what do you do with Bruce Springsteen or, or with, uh, you know, Sean Connery or Billy Idol or whatever, whoever you're training, like, well, what does it take really to get people in the greatest shape? And can you do that? Can you convert that uh, in people's living room without a bunch of stuff? 
And I said, well, you know, with a pull-up bar and some dumbbells uh, in six days a week and for 90 days, we're going to get it done. And also you need a lot of variety. So my whole, you know, you look at muscle confusion, which is the concept of, uh, of what beach, uh, of what it really is, what P90X is. It's not much different than uh, Jack LaLanne's periodization training. You know, I mean, just sort of making sure that you are not stuck in a rut, that you're repeating the same exercises over and over again with the hope that you get a different result. I wanted guys who were, you know, lifting weights and, and, and going to the gym. I wanted to make them do more cardio. I wanted them to do some yoga. I wanted them to work on their flexibility. And when it came to women who were just, you know, doing the cardio thing or the yoga thing, I wanted them to do pull-ups and push-ups and move some weight around. And so what that does, regardless of whether you're an ectomorph or a mesomorph or an endomorph, these are different body types, you know what I mean? Some people are skinny, some people are big. But when you force everybody to do completely different things that, are, that they're unfamiliar with, where they're working on their weaknesses, that's where dramatic change comes. And I, and I mean, that's the reason why we sold, sold uh, 10 million copies around the world. And still to this day, with no media spent on P90X, it's the, it's, it competes with all the other products that I've been doing lately, like 22 Minute Hardcore, just purely because of word of mouth, because everybody knows that that thing works. If you're gonna do those 12 different workouts for 90 days and you eat right, just, I mean, you know, it's just common sense. And a lot of other companies, organizations that wanted to sell those machines and stuff, they didn't care about that. You know, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't really care so much about their customer. They cared more about their bottom, bottom line, I think. Interesting. So one of the things I remember from P90X, you know, and being there in my cold garage in the morning is, is a quote you would say, get your mind right during that warm up. Mm. How much does mental preparation and mindset play into your fitness or play into, into the, into our fitness in general? It's everything. I mean, it's the reason why people show up or they don't, you know, I mean, it really, really is. What is your purpose? What is your reason for being? Why, why are you in the room? What, what are you doing this for? And, you know, anybody who's looked at exercise, you know, the effects of exercise on the mental and emotional state understands how how important that is as much or more so than the physical. I mean, the physical aspect of training allows you to be able to do things. Well, it allows you to be able to run fast and, and bend over and pick up boxes and just function well in the world. What happens to people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s is they stop moving physically, and so uh, there are all these limitations that they're putting on their life, you know, just the stuff that they could just take a just do for granted before are now gone. And now that has a serious effect on the mental and emotional state. You ask anybody who exercises on a regular basis, well into the seventies, and they're just a, a well balanced individual who feels like they can kind of take on the world. And then you talk to people who, who don't exercise or stop exercising, gain a bunch of weight again. And they feel like they, they feel like, you know, the world has gotten smaller and smaller. Now I'm going to be 59 in a couple of months. And so, you know, I mean, I can't run as fast as I could. I can't do, I can't bench as much as I used to, but I can jump as high as I ever could. I could do as many pull-ups or climb a rope upside down better than I ever have. I can go around a pegboard like on the moon, you know? So there's a, I just understand the importance of the mental and emotional aspect of it. So if you have my course or my book, and I wrote a book called The Big Picture, I have a course called Living Large, and they're personal development books. And so when I started this journey, this physical journey, it was a personal development journey first. It was getting my head straight. It was, it was helping me understand what was important. It was helping me understand how to prioritize in my life. Mm -hmm. And so once I figured that out, I went, oh, okay. There are two things I can control, whether I eat well and exercise every day. Those are two things I control. I can't control my family. I can't control the weather. I can't control the traffic. I can't control, you know, uh, politics, I can't control anything, but I can control what I put in my mouth and I can control whether I move today. So what is my, so I understand it's, it's variety, intensity, consistency, and purpose. Oh, and then the bonus one is accountability. <clears throat> the fact that you went in that garage by yourself and did P90X by yourself makes you a hero in my mind, because if my three buddies didn't show up yesterday at my house, there's no way I would have done 24 sets of chest and back, man. And if I did, I probably would have done it half ass, you know? And so you know, there's a lot of people who get up in the dark in the morning before they feed their kids and go off to work to do, to do P9X in the cold basements or, or, or garages. And that, that takes a lot of discipline, man. So, you know, what is the combination of things that you need so that your head is on straight? So this is automatic. It's who you are. It's what you do. There's no delay. You just get in there and you get after it, you know, five to six to seven days a week for the rest of your life. <clears throat> and if you do that, you understand that the mental and emotional state that you're in improves tenfold. 
Like, you know who you were when that workout was over, and you knew who you were when you skipped that workout, and those were two different guys. When you blew it off, oh, right, the guilt, the bad energy, the sort of the, the negative thoughts that come into your head. Yeah. But when yeah. you're in, your, when you're in your, your car and you're reaching over and you're feeling those biceps, that tells you that you got it done, that you got busy, that you took care of yourself, and there's a, there's a sense of confidence and well-being that comes with that uh, that you cannot get any other way unless you do it. You know, I, I think the a missing piece for us sometimes, at least in my profession, is, you know, you talk about purpose. And I think cops and firefighters, we, it, our purpose is easy to identify, right, at least professionally. And, and so we don't have a hard time with that. And then and the physicality that's needed is kind of an obvious one. But then the mental prep that goes into it, and that's where I think the ebb and flow of motivation comes from, is maybe you're – I'm talking about myself here specifically, but that your your mindset isn't always on point. You once described yourself as being the 50-50 guy back, uh, back some time ago. Can you talk about that a little bit? And um, I think a lot of us feel that way, and we struggle with that lack of confidence that it brings. What is that? What is the 50-50 guy? Well, you know, I think one way to describe a 50-50 guy is, is somebody who certainly knows what to do. Right. Somebody who knows what to eat. They have the knowledge. It's not like they're clueless. Right. There's a lot of people who are just sort of clueless. They're getting so much intel from so many directions. They can't really make a decision. Right. So they you know, I don't know what percentage that would be, but that would just be plain old confused. Now, now the 50 50 person, I think, is the person that suffers the most because they know better, but they don't have a formula. They don't have a plan. They don't have a purpose to make them more of a 90 10 person or a or, uh, you know, 100% person, you know, some like, you know, we're 100% most of us when it comes to paying our bills and, and you know, brushing our teeth and getting a certain amount of hours of sleep and, and you know, making sure that our, you know, family has, uh, you know, our kids are getting off to school and everything's taken care of, right? So we have that sort of survival, you know, uh, mode that we're in. But I think a lot of us, if once we have the intel, want to want to thrive. We want more than just surviving. And thriving requires another level. It requires more discipline. It requires a bigger purpose. It requires accountability. It requires you know tons of variety when it comes to you know exercise and other aspects of your life, so you can avoid the boredom, injuries, and plateaus that come from you know doing the same silly things over and over again. So when I was 50-50 guy in the early stages of my of my process. And I would go really strong for three or four days and I'd take four or five days off. And I ended up with exercise bipolar disorder. You know what I mean? Because you're releasing norepinephrine and dopamine and serotonin and something called brain-derived neurotropic factor. These are chemicals inside of your your dentate gyrus. It's this there's the temporal lobe, there's the hippocampus, and inside that there's this little tiny curvy thing the size of a baby's pinky finger. That when you exercise, when you breathe heavy, when you're moving weight around, when you're punching, kicking, squatting, lunging, lifting, pulling. It's the breathing that goes into this part of your brain that causes this. It's called miracle grow, really, for the brain. Um, it's, it's this neurogenesis is really, really the sort of the scientific word for it. I mean, I learned all this from John Rady. He's a Harvard professor. And he, you know, he, he's whole, his whole career is the effects of physical activity on your mental and emotional state, your memory, your cognition, your sleep drive, your, your you know, um, uh, you know, all the things that make the glass half full mm-hmm. and it comes for the physical first. That is the foundation. That's it. That's, that's what holds up the house. It comes to the physical first and every day you don't do it. That temporal lobe, that hippocampus, that dentate gyrus gets darker and smaller and blacker and shrinks and dies. If you cut open the brain of somebody who ate like crap, never exercised, their dentate gyrus would be a dead black string. It has a direct um, correlation to how you see the world, how you feel about your life, how you deal with stress, how well you sleep, how good your sex drive is. It's everything. And all you got to do is move your ass. And when you don't move your ass, that thing dies and your whole attitude, your whole mood, your whole perspective it goes into the toilet. I mean, when you when I learned that, I was like, crap, I missed two days, man, and I freak <laughs> out. I freak out because I know what's happening inside of my brain. And I, I mean, you, you look, I'm 59 years old, and I'm more frenetic and energized and fired up than I was in my 20s when I was sleeping until 11 o'clock and eating, you know, um, uh, Egg McMuffins for breakfast. I mean, it's choice. It's ch- nobody forces you to do anything, right? 
And so I, I have all the tricks of the trade. I need men and women at my house. Monday nights, I got as many as 15 people here doing plyo. Tuesday morning, shoulders and arms, I've got three or four dudes here working out with me. Wednesday is cardio. Sometimes it's only a couple, but maybe I'll get as many as eight. I only have eight different stations that, I, that I'm on. Then, then yesterday, which was uh, Thursday, chest and back, I, you know, guys are here. We're doing pull-ups and push-ups until we don't want to do them anymore. And today is balls and boxes, which is this whole core and plyo routine because I'm a skier. And I've, I've always get at least six or seven people here for that. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are like, oh, I don't have access to all these kind of people. Get online. Get on the phone. You know, do it at their house. Do it at your house. Set up a space. And if you give a damn, you'll figure it out. And if you're one of those special people who can do this stuff on your own, great. But, you know, 50-50 is nowhere to live because sometimes you feel great and sometimes you feel like crap. And you're better off just figuring out a way to get busy five to six to seven days a week. And that's the first step for someone looking, you know. Like you say, we get overwhelmed with this information sometimes about, no, it's, you know, nutrition first or mindset first or physicality first. But it sounds like just the, everything comes from that movement. Everything comes from the movement. You know, I just did a course with Brendan Bouchard. It's called Living Large. And, and you know, I want to do the course because I can come up with 100 programs from, you know, from Power 90 to, to P90X3 to 22-Minute Hardcore. And all of them work. It's just like, you know, and a lot of people do them and they get in great shape for a bit, and then they're not anymore. It's so frustrating. I mean, I, I could see the frustration in people's faces when they think, oh, man, I'm sorry. They look at me and go, I'm a P9X user. You can tell that, you know, they've gained their weight back or more, and they feel really guilty and weird. And I said, you just didn't have a – your purpose wasn't so powerful that it was as powerful as it was for you when you got to pay your bills every month or when you got to brush your teeth every day or when you got to go to bed at a certain hour so you can wake up and function the next day. Your purpose wasn't powerful enough. And so I wrote the book, you know, The Big Picture – based on my trials and tribulations when it came to, to trying to figure this stuff out. I hated being broke and I hated being out of shape and I hated, you know, the way I felt. And I, I hated the fact that I was the biggest procrastinator in the world. I, I just didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to be that, live in that two bedroom apartment with a view of a convalescent home anymore. <clears throat> I was already in my thirties. Like, what am I going to get my act together? You know what I mean? So, so I just, man, I read every book from Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra to Richard Carlson to Andrew Weil to Gary Zukoff. And for me, 80, 90 percent of it was crap. It just didn't apply. But man, 10 to 20 percent meant something. And I just said, I'm going to if it works for these people, they're writing books. You know, what I mean, some people, it's the Bible. You know, what I mean, it's just simple. It's scripture. That's what gets them going. That's what gives them, you know, keeps their head on straight. Mm -hmm. For me, it was my own, you know, variety. Right. I didn't want to pick from one book. I wanted to pick from 50 books, man. And so th that's what worked for me. And the physical, the mental, and the emotional, and diet, and stress management, when you begin to have these things part of your life, then your life isn't this up and down roller coaster anymore. It's sort of this, you're riding pretty high most of the time, and then you peak out. Occasionally, you're going to have moments like, you know, somebody in your family passes away, or, you know, you break an arm, or your girlfriend breaks up with you, you know. But when those things happen, for me and people who get it, they eat better, they work harder because they want to get through it. You know what I mean? Other people who are just sort of floating, like that 50-50 people, like anything. You know what I mean? Like a hangnail. That's it. I'm out. I quit. I'm going to eat a friggin' Twinkie for lunch. You know what I mean? I'm not going to work out for a month because, you know, I got a zit or whatever. And then something traumatic happens like – your mother passes away or, or, you know, somebody in your family gets in a heart, car wreck. I mean, it just goes to hell in a handcart. You know, I mean, you're living a life of drama and you can, you know, the physical regular exercise will prevent the low lows and will help you get through things. You know, for me, there are problems in everybody's life. I get it. But then, you know, you have to be hardwired to find the solution as quickly as possible. And a lot of people just sit in the problem for ever right and there goes their life you know what i mean tick tock you're dead and so you know the past is history man the future is a mystery you got to get busy right now so you can live the best life you can regardless of what's going on around you so let's talk about living large it's um you know i the first time i've seen you with a with a class where you're in a collared shirt i think and this is a totally new i mean it's not totally new you have the book but people know you for the the fitness stuff but this is really a much bigger uh, concept and it's kind of whole, I guess, holistic in one way uh, mm. approach to to helping people get better. What are the 
what are the keys in the class or in the big picture that you want people to take away from or maybe begin with, uh, you know, to help them you know, take those first couple steps? Well, you know, um, in the book, the big picture, there's 11 laws. And so when I met Brendan Bouchard, uh, you know, we kind of looked at the book and we thought, well, what would be the best aspects of the book that would make up the course? So we took six out of 12 of them, variety, variety consistency, purpose, progression, um, um, you know, rest and relaxation, some of the basic things that were, I think, for me, most powerful that helped me kind of move my life forward uh, at, at pretty quickly. And so, you know, you look at you look at variety, for example, um, you know, variety is, is a lot of people get stuck in sort of this myopic mindset when it comes to everything. Mm -hmm. This is how I eat. This is how I train. This is how I treat people. This is this is this is my tribe. I don't want you know, I've got the blinders on. This has worked for me. I'm in my 30s, 40s, 50s or 60s. I don't need to learn more stuff. I don't need to meet new people. I don't need to start going to Pilates. What are you kidding me? What a dance class. I'm a guy. No shot. You know what I mean? And so. <laughs> When, you know, a lot of people start with small worlds when they're kids based on their culture and their and their parents and all that stuff. But then as they get older, right, and they have a few bad experiences, their world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So what I'm asking people to do is sort of get outside of your comfort zone in more ways than one. Obviously, the core of who I am is the is the fitness and the food. Like I, I was I was a weightlifter who got on a stationary bike. I would go in the gym and I would do chest. Chest, 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 because that's what Lou Ferrigno was doing in the room next door, and that's what Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing, you know, next to me, right? And so, and they were big, and but you know, they couldn't play softball. I mean, they hit the ball, and both hamstrings would explode. You know what I mean? So I thought, oh, there needs to be a functionality aspect to my fitness because why do I need to get big? Like that's all about my ego being big, right? Being, I'm just standing there like, oh, oh, I'm, oh by the way, I'm going to need the personality. I'm going to need how to communicate, negotiate as well. So how about less about being big and more about being functionally fit, working on balance, speed, proprioception, the things that keep me young because big don't keep you young. Big uh, uh, leaves you vulnerable for injury. That's what big does. Unless you're a high school football player or a rugby player or or a shot putter. I mean, I don't know what the so many dudes just want to, you know, take a bunch of crazy supplements and get really big and can't figure out what their shoulder, their knee, their back and their hips are all screwed up. Hello. You're you know, it just blows my mind, man. So you got to get past that. And that's what I did. Um, and that's why the variety. And so when I looked at food, for example, I just ate whatever because I was poor and I ate, you know, burgers and hot dogs and pizzas. And then I realized, oh, you know what? Maybe I need to hone that down. So I went radical and I went vegan and then that didn't work for me. And then I went paleo and I went, oh, wait a minute. Why don't I just really eat whole foods? Why don't I just go back like it's 1920 and just eat the types of food that my great great grandparents would recognize? And it doesn't come out of a bottle, box, can, or bag. It comes from the ground, right? There's a chicken, you know, kill it, cook it, eat it. There's asparagus, there's blueberries, there's strawberries, there's kale, there's foods that come out of the ground. So now I eat Mexican, Italian, uh, French. I just eat really healthy versions of everything. And now I'm not. I'm not stuck in, in this place where I treat my diet like some kind of religion where I have to defend it. You know what I mean? I just eat everything, but I just, you know, it's not Red Bull and Doritos. It doesn't come out of a, it's not manufactured in a factory. You know, there's a few things that, uh, that are, you know, there's some, you know, whatever, there's some granola that I'll eat once in a while, but I'm just, I'm just nuts and fruits and, and for snacks, you know, I, mean, I don't eat desserts anymore. I'm just done. I did that. I mean, if I read one more article on how sugar can lead to cancer, that's I only need to read two or three articles like that where I go, okay, dude. You know, I mean, so you know, I blue uh, key lime pie and chocolate brownies and sundays and all of it, man. I loved it at the end of the day. That was my reward for me, you know, for my discipline all day long. And and so you know, I'm a bit radical that way. I mean, there's not a lot of people who do that, but the rewards are ridiculous. The, just the, what I can physically do, how well I sleep. I don't need no blue pills. You know what I'm saying, fellas? You know what I mean? So that's just, that's all choice. That's all discipline. Do you want it or not? You know what I mean? Do you want to have that kind of energy? Do you want to be flexible? Do you want to go in a yoga class, a level three yoga class, and everybody in there is half your age, and you know you can do hold a handstand and they can't? I mean, that's just, to me, cool. And so variety is one piece of that. Consistency, obviously, is, is obvious. You know, um, Purpose is, is everything. Why? Why are you doing anything? Why, why are you being haphazard? Like this, people are just sort of like, you know, I'm going to spend a half an hour in my sock drawer when there's so many bigger, better, more important things I could be doing, you know. 
And, and so, you know, progression is another one. Most people aren't even paying attention to whether they're making progress or not. They're just kind of spinning their wheels and they're working really hard. They're going, look at me. I'm sweating here doing this stuff. But there's no, there's no improvement physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, or with relationships. So why? You know, notice the progress. Write it down. And that's what the course is all about. You can get through this course in a day if you want to. You can got to sit down the whole day and, and look at it. And there's a bunch of stuff that you have to fill out and look at. And so what it really forces everybody who's doing it is to clean up the chaff and the fog and the mystery of life and just pinpoint like this, 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 and this. What am I doing? What am I not doing? What do I need to do? Am I willing to do it or not? Yes, because I've written it down in my own handwriting, man. And so um, <clears throat> a lot of it, you know, a lot of it just comes from all my personal development. Like I pick and choose things from from Richard Carlson or, or, or Keith Ellis, The Magic Lamp is a great book. Uh, Keith Ellis's book. Just, Keith Ellis's book helped me figure out my career. I mean, I read a simple book. It's probably not even 180 pages. It helped me figure out what I was supposed to do for the rest of my life. I stopped doing all the other silly things, and I just put all my energy in that based on one book. And this is a simple course. You can just sit down and, you know what I mean, look at the screen and then fill out the paperwork in between. And and the people who get it, the reviews are really great. And, um, you know, I, I shot it with Brendan Bouchard. You know, he's the number one online course developer in the world. Tony Robbins goes to him. Ariana Huffington goes to him. Larry King goes to him. Usher went to him, did a course, you know. And it was just an honor and a pleasure I didn't have to hunt him down. He said, hey, man, I want to do a course with you because I love, I love your book and I love your programs and I think you get it. And there's a lot more to what you do than just lifting weights and, and doing, you know, punching and kicking. There's an aspect. And because this is how I started 35 years ago when I came out to California. First book I ever read was um, Wayne Dyer's Looking Out for Number One. Huh? I think I read, that, I read that book in 1979, man. And I was like, what? I didn't know any of this stuff. You don't learn that in elementary school, in junior high school, high school, and college. There aren't really personal development books. And I tell you, a lot of guys with PhDs who are, you know, living in an apartment, in a, in a studio apartment with a view of the train station, they get all that knowledge, but they don't have any, you know, they don't have any drive to, 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 to work and to fail and get up and do it again. And that's what this whole thing's about. So one of the things we talk about, and you touched on this just now, was a common theme of this show is that we all need a team. You know, you need to you need to surround yourself with people who are going to be supportive, who who might be able to to bring something to the table. And it's not just friends, but it might be your you know the importance of having a good physical therapist or a good psychologist for some people, or a good physical trainer, and then people to hold you to account uh, to account to. You've talked before about um, you know in the common fra uh, quote of you are the you are the average of the five people around you um, mm -hmm. and that you are the company you keep. How do people, you know, who, who aren't in high school and don't have a social structure, who've got wife and kids, how do they expand their, their peer base and, and search out these people who are, who are who they want to be? You know, that's a great, great question. You know, a lot of times people will talk about going out and doing that, but they, you know, what are the steps to get there? So if you are, like somebody in your situation, you've probably got a wife, wife kids, or other ones like that, and you're busy with work, and, and you know, wh where do you go? Well, you know, I mean, that's what this little device we're both talking on is all about. That's certainly one way to do it. You know, Beachbody has this coaching business, and there's 430,000 of them. <clears throat> and I think the reason why a lot of people got into it is, you know, maybe because they love P90X or Shakeology or one of the performance line, and they want to be able to get a discount and, and, and maybe share that with friends and family. And that's one way. But, uh, but you know, this device, this laptop or phone or, or, or iPad or whatever it is, is a way to communicate with other people and find other people, you know what I mean? And so, so you know, there's a lot of trolls a lot of idiots and a lot of people who are just out to kind of, you know, um, muck up the muck up the system, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, social media, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, Periscope, I don't know, whatever it is. But that's certainly one way. And, you, you know, if, if you have your head on straight and you're and, you know, and you're a fairly moral individual, you'll be able to f figure out the, you know, the, the cream of the crop and the chaff, right, the difference between the two. And, and that's certainly one way, you know, because people don't there's a lot of people who are, you know, exercising or trying to get their life together. And there's just no one in their family and there's no one, there's no coworkers and none of their friends are there. And they, they feel like there's this light, man, but it's so dim and it's so far. It's it just because they, they understand that, you know, 
your tribe is everything, but they don't have it. And so certainly this is one way. And that's a little bit weird. Like, oh, I'm online right now trying to find friends. <laughs> yeah, that is weird and hard. But you know what I mean? You look at online dating. It's the number one way people meet now. It's the number one way. I mean, 10 years ago, that's so gross and cheap and weird. I'm not doing that. Number one, in, in you know, because you're pinpointing it's there's because in your town or at work, you have a finite number of people and you look around and go, there's maybe two guys here and they're both struggling like me, but online there's uh, millions, <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe somebody's in Taiwan, in Taiwan or right. somebody's in like South Africa or somebody's in Japan or somebody's in who the hell knows, you know what I mean? And so, you know, you might never ever meet the person, but they're, they can communicate like this and they can use, you know, their words and that can be inspiring and that can sometimes be enough. It can kind of take you over the hump, you know? Um, but let's say that's not, you're just not there. You know what I mean? That means you need to go, you need to go online again and you have to, uh, here's a great way to do it. You make a list of all the things that are interesting to you, you know, mixed martial arts classes, uh, P P90X live classes, uh, dance classes, you know what I mean? Or, or some kind of a social group within, within 20 miles of where you live. They're out there. You know what I mean? I mean, there's dance classes that my wife and I went to that were awesome, but we stopped going. And there were these cool people. Like, why did we do that? I looked at her last time. I said, why are we going to meet those great people and learn how to dance? You know what I mean? Like, so when Dance is on the Stars, uh, Dancing, uh, what's that show? Uh, dancing dancing with, with the Stars. Thanks, honey. <laughs> uh, calls me up. I'll be ready. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, and the one thing about social media and, you know, standing here and staring at people, that can also keep you from going out in your own town, um, in your own community and connecting with real people. And I think that would be probably priority number one. Um, I'm very fortunate, you know, because I have I have a lot of people who have done my programs and I've met them on sets and I've done these test groups. And so I'm always running into people. So more than half of the people that, that I train with are just Hey, dude, you did a great job through the test group. You want to come to my house? I'm looking like, really? Yeah, whatever. You're a person. I'm a person. I'm, you know, you worked hard, and, and I can keep my eye on you make sure you don't get fat again, you know? So so it, I've just been very fortunate that way. But but I, I would say that's the best way. Just go online. You know, write down, like, 10 things that really interest you, rock climbing or whatever, you know, bike clubs. They're there, man. And and don't expect that that's going to be – and this is really important – that you, you, you finally do that. You write down, okay, I want to take a dance thing. I want to go rock climbing. All right. Bike club. All right. I don't know, maybe people want a poker group. I, you know what I mean? There's so many people that gather and get together in churches and in schools and wherever. They're there. They're in your community. I mean, if you're way out, you know, in the in the uh, in a rural part of the country, that might be a little bit harder. But but it, they're, they're there. And then you go meet with them and you kind of, you know, it's like, hey, who's the new guy? And, you know, people always love new folks that come in. And maybe that first group is filled with weirdos. You know what I'm saying? And you just go, OK, well, you don't give up. All right. Hey, first time you did plyo, did you stop doing plyo? You got in there and you did it again. You know what I mean? And so when you communicate with other people, when you when you um, connect with other people, uh, there's so much growth and education that comes from that. There's just it's, it's eye opening. But if you're by yourself with your family in the house and that's all you have, then your world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So and if you have a spouse that wants to do it with you, then that's that's a win win. You know, what I mean, and the hope is that you have a spouse that says, hey, I get it. You're struggling here and you want to you know, you want to connect with more people. And I and I think that's awesome. You know what I mean? And go for it. My, my wife on the weekends, she's got a horseback. You know, that's her thing. She loves riding horses. She's got this great community, these great pals. On Saturday and Sunday, she's gone. You know what I mean? I don't see her all day. But either I'm going to support her in that, or I'm going to be a, you know, I'm going to be an idiot about it and say, no, you got to hang out with me and train with me. That's just, oh. right? I mean, um, and so same thing with me. My my, I'm at I'm at yoga on Saturday. I'm doing my three hour you know gymnastics routine on Sunday, and she understands that who I am, and she, you know, makes us both better. Um, so it's just about you know talking to your family and and searching and writing down that list. That's really important. You know, I think you bring – sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. Okay. So you bring up – you know, you talk about the, the view, the blinders coming in and, and your, your worldview closing in around you. And I think that is such a thing that we, as, as in law enforcement particularly, have to fight against. We really have to struggle against allowing ourselves to close ourselves off to, quote, unquote, normal people. You know, your, your accountant neighbor who 
has no concept of what we do at work uh, and maybe might find it fascinating, might also find it offensive to some people, right? But we close ourselves off from these people because we don't want to get hurt. We don't want the drama, et cetera. Um, so then we end up uh, conversing and living our lives with people who are like-minded, who live in those same blinders, right? Which, of course, is only other cops. So right. you're sharing this echo chamber back and forth of closed-minded, blinders on, not trying new experiences. The outside world sucks, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a, <laughs> it's yeah. a downward slope. It's a slippery slope. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, but to me, what strikes me is that the, the first step to opening those blinders off and taking those blinders off again is, is overcoming a fear. And then there's a fear there, you know, as someone who's gone from the guy sitting on the couch, eating pizza and drinking beer, like you were to being you now, what what would what would be that thing you would you would kind of whisper in their ear from the other side of the wall uh, that fear what what would you say wow man um and i get it i got a lot of friends who are copper coppers you know what i mean um and former cops and uh you know the, the i would say that the 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 profession right now is as rough on you guys as it's ever been. I mean, you, the media thing, everybody's got a, you know, a, a camera and there's a lot of bad press and, and, you know, there's, you know, there's always a few apples in the mix that makes everybody else go like, Holy crap, man, Jesus making this harder and harder for us. Right. Um, and then the public, right. You know, the public can't, you know, they can't slip into your shoes and have an understanding of like, you know, you're walking around with a gun on your hip, man. And at any moment, some bonehead is going to do something insane and possibly end your life. Like the average person has no clue, right? And so, you know, when, when I was when I was really struggling, and I don't even know if this equates to your situation at all, but I can tell you that from, from my point of view, when I was really, really struggling, um, I think the one, th- one area where it does kind of make sense, where it might translate, is that I had my crew, some good, mostly bad. We were all in sort of the same mindset, you know, a lot of us were, I was an actor, right? And I was trying to do stand-up comedy. And we were in this sort of very, you know, like everybody else who wasn't an actor, anybody else who wasn't doing what we were doing, anybody else who wasn't creative, anybody else who wasn't, they didn't understand the struggle of going to audition after audition and having them look at you like, get out of here, you suck. You know what I mean? Like it was constant rejection. And it was brutal, you know what I mean? But we all kind of had our own little thing. And, and I, at that time, you know, I was exercising a little bit here and there and I was doing like a thousand of other, other jobs just to pay my bills, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a place where I was looking to meet new people or go outside of my comfort zone or any of that. I had to read the books and I had to go to the seminars. I mean, I had to go down to the airport at the conference room and do a, do a Temino seminar. Like, what is this? Like a friend of a friend. And I remember, I remember I was beating myself up about it. Like, what? Why would I, I mean, I'm, I'm my acts together. I know what I'm doing. Everything's going to be fine. But then I looked at my finances and I looked where I lived and I looked how I felt most of the time. And I just felt stressed out and overwhelmed and unhappy. All right. And so I thought to myself, I've, I need new intel. I just, I'm going to go and I went, you know, I'd go to these things, right, with my arms crossed, like looking around, like everybody here's a loser. Why am I here? You know what I mean? And, you know, a lot of them were, in my opinion, losers. But, man, there was a handful of just brilliant people who were willing to take the risk and be a little uncomfortable and meet new people and and in the process learn learn a new way of looking at life, you know. And so I think, you know, if somebody's listening to this conversation between you and I, the best way for that to happen, for you to be able to feel like you can open up and get kind of bust through those fears, is to start exercising somehow, some way. Because it does open up the brain's ability to be able to sort of take in that new experience and learn that new information and and uh, and feel like you can bust through those fears. And um, and I know you know a lot of coppers know that I know there's like hey I've been to 53 military bases around the world. There's a lot of machismo, a lot of ego, a lot of like hey man you know what I mean I drop bombs or I fly jets or this is my tank and uh, but under the surface. A human's a human, man, and there are things going on in your life with your health, with your fitness, with your family, with your finances, with with your coworkers, right? That 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 it's, that it's kicking your ass, 
and and you don't feel like because you're a cop or you're a you're a drill sergeant or whatever it is that you can you just got to hold on you guys got to fight through it and that's that's a ticking time bomb that's a ticking time bomb man and and the best way to let that out to let that pressure out is through exercise and food is another one i mean we don't talk about food we all think that exercise is going to solve all our problems Exercise allows your body to be able to function. It makes you feel good in your own skin. It makes you feel you can, you know, you don't feel overwhelmed physically. But diet is chemicals too. And where do you think all that goes? It goes into your head. All the fat, sugar, salt, and chemicals that are in all this crappy food affects you much more dramatically than, than, than the exercise. Food is health or it's poison. And it's, you know, and there's all those levels in between. But, you know, a double cheese chimichanga is just, a form of future cancer, future stroke, future heart attack, future hypertension, future short death before your time. It might have tasted good. It might have satisfied some of your needs in the moment. And no one likes eating just kale. Okay. So, you know, you got to find, you got to figure that out. And if you're not willing to figure out the food and the fitness first, and you're not willing to get outside of your comfort zone with new people in your life, then the fears will eventually overtake you. And when you are in a situation of great stress, you can make a bad decision. And that bad decision could ruin your life. And so the idea here is that you want to be, you want to be pliable and you want to be flexible and you want to be, you know, you want to be calm under pressure. You know what I mean? You want to be able to sort of make good decisions when things get really rough. And, uh, and you know, the food and the fitness part, that's priority number one. That gives you that gives you the foundation you need to be able to get through your fears and and deal with some of the stuff that you're struggling with uh, that you might find difficult otherwise. I, I, you know, and this is, we're getting into the sort of the esoteric aspects of of personal development and all these sort of things. And and a lot of people kind of scratch their head and go, "I don't want to shut up, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about." You know what I mean? But you know, I watched my father. Right, my father. You know, he. Oh man, you know, and a lot of a lot of guys have fathers like that man just really rough dudes you know what i mean just they everything was a kick in the balls and a punch in the face and uh dealt with through alcohol and uh and and, and bad choices and you know what i mean it doesn't have to be but you know the other side is scary the other side means that you have to completely dr dramatically change everything about the way you look at your life and i'm not saying that's going to happen overnight it can't it's got to be a long you know you're, be the tortoise, not the hare on all this stuff, man. I mean, just, you know, open up the door slowly, peek through, <laughs> do your analysis. And then, you know what I mean? Step in and see what happens. You know what I mean? And, and there's always growth. There's always growth. There's always improvement, but you got to do it, man. And, uh, it's not easy. It wasn't easy for me. I mean, it took me a couple decades before I got to the place I'm in now. So what do you think in terms of that growth? What, what do you recommend people do for that for that mental growth? Is it journaling? Is it meditation? Is it reading these books you mentioned? Is it, is it going to these seminars? What, what, what are like one or two things that people can start like today to start moving their, moving their path forward? No, number one, you know, this is just because of what I do for a living, you know, look at your pantry and your refrigerator and see what's in there. And you know, I, you don't have to be a nutritionist to know what's good and bad for you. in there. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I, you know, I have the only thing in my freezer are these, Organic, sugar-free, uh, coconut, chocolate-covered bars. Right? It's not even. They're and they're tiny. They're like this. They're this tiny. Like they're the size of your palm. And four of those will last me a month. That's it, man. I don't have any other real sugary things in my house. I mean, I have some Beachbody Performance line, which is you know sweet with stevia and some other things. But I don't have any. I don't have any. I, a loaf of bread will last me a month. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So you are what you eat. I mean, Jack Lane lived to be 96. Both of his parents died young because of bad choices. He lived, you know, a, a half a century longer than they did because of good choices, right? So, so it's a, ultimately the fuel, number one. That I would just say, don't, don't worry about the exercise. That's number two. But number one is what are you putting in? Because what you put in affects the way you think affects the way you function, affects the way you look at the world. I mean, it's just like a, your car, right? You, you're not going to go down to Mexico and put some 15-octane gas in your in your car. It's just going to run like crap. Same thing with, you know, you know I, I got a racehorse. Whoa, look at me. I'm going to go feed it hot dogs and a burger. No, man. You get it the best trainer. You give it the best fuel, and that's how it runs well. We're no different. We just think we're some – what are we? What are we, goats? 
What are we, pigs? We can just put whatever we want in here and hope it all turns out okay? No, look at the friggin' mirror, right? If you don't have a six pack, you're not eating right. It's that simple. You don't even need to do crunches or abs. It comes, it starts with what's in your fridge. And by the way, food. It's your salvation in a lousy day. And you get one, two, three, four, five times a day where you get to, you get to solve your problem momentarily. You think you are, but in the long term, you're creating more problems. So figure out where you're going to go, figure out what you're going to shop for, figure out what you're going to have in your house that you can enjoy eating that is fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats. When I say that to people, it's like, ugh, really? Can't I just read a book or go to a seminar or listen to Tony's course or, or go run three miles? <clears throat> no, man. Food is first. It always has been. It always will be. There's a healthcare crisis in this country. Why? There's a there's an education country uh, uh, issues in this country. Why? It's because we're putting garbage in our mouth every day, and we can't figure out why things aren't going well. So that would be number one. <clears throat> number two would be you ready for this? Coppers in the world, start doing some yoga. <laughs> That's right, P90X. Everybody skipped the damn yoga. They went to Playa or they went for a run instead. Yoga is everything. It sucks, okay? I don't like it. First time I went to a yoga class, I was chasing a pretty girl. Otherwise, I would have never gone in there. It saved me. Saved me because it's it forces you to be in these positions for long periods of time when you just would rather punch something, okay? And so that that metamorphosis that mental and emotional and physical metamorphosis is like going through a grinder now you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it is awesome in every way because you're working on your balance you're working on your strength you're working on your flexibility and you're working on number one ding 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 your patience your ability to be in these positions where you just feel like can i just get on a bike is not that is that not the same thing <clears throat> Proper food and yoga, one and two, I mean, it will change you. It will change you. But you have to you have to believe that. You have to have faith in that. You have to think that Tony Horton, after 35 years and, you know, $1.1 billion worth of sales knows what the hell he's talking about, okay? And it's true. And then, then, then you go get to hit the heavy bike and then, bag, and then you go get to, you know, lift a bunch of weight. You get to do all that, too. But it's food and yoga, number one and two. And, and – um, and the people who do that, I mean, here's what's great about those two. You don't have to pick up a book. You don't have to go to a course. You don't have to mess with anybody else if you don't want to, if you're not really into that. But those are two things you control, right? You can do – I have half-hour, 15, 20-minute yoga workouts on, on Beachbody On Demand. You don't even have to spend any mo- you know, money for 30 days. It's free, right? And, and that will get you way outside of your comfort zone, and it will be really weird. But I can guarantee that the end of the, end of the yoga – Thing, even though you couldn't do half the moves, you'll feel different. You'll feel different. After you just feel like, wow, I feel like I can breathe. I feel like my brain is clear. I feel like I feel like I just took a, I just had a massage in a in a jacuzzi at the same time. That's what yoga does. It's, but it's not as comfortable as a massage or or <laughs> or, 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 or a bath. You know what I mean? No, it's not. It's just the process. But then you're earning it. Mm-hmm. You're freaking earning it, man. If it's hard, you're earning it. It's yours. Nobody gave it to you. It's you. You did that work, and and the rewards are off the chain, off the chain, you know. And then you get your self help books, and then you go to your seminars, and then you come to what? Hey, anybody who's listening, who's in upstate New York, come to Omega. Uh, honey, what are the dates of Omega? Do you have it near you? Um, go to TonyHortonLife.com and come to Omega, man. You spend three days with me. Three. The 23rd through the 25th of June. Upstate New York. The place is ridiculous. It's just birds and trees and lakes. And it's a little rustic, but it doesn't matter. You're just there to kind of immerse yourself. And and and, and we got about maybe 20 seats left. Uh, and it's only 100 people. Like, I'm going to Summit in August and it's 30,000 people. So I don't even get to see people, but this is a hundred people. It's very intimate, man. And you know, you, you might go away going on. Oh, Tony Horton's a bonehead. I don't know what he's talking about, but, but you might also come away going, 
holy smokes, man, I feel like I can, I feel reborn. And that, I get that a lot. I get people just go, oh, if I eat this and I do that, and I, you know, we do a 15 minute meditation, rock your world. And I hate meditating. I just sit there and go, oh, but this one is cool. And we'll do mixed martial arts and we'll do some yoga, gotta, and we'll eat the healthiest food you ever had. And it tastes pretty damn good too. So that's, uh, go to TonyHortonLife.com, you guys and gals. And, and there you go. There's one and there's hundreds of thousands of other opportunities just like it. You know, I, one of my first exposures to yoga was during P90X. And for people who think, you know, it's often considered like a woman's workout because the, the, the women like to go. But that, that was harder. The yoga workout in P90X was far harder than almost every other workout in there. Uh, and obviously for a reason. And I've tried to maintain some consistency with yoga or at least some deep stretching. The patience aspect of that you talk about is absolutely correct. But maybe to translate other things for people too. Uh, you know, I went to a daddy-daughter dance day at my daughter's dance class a couple weeks ago, and we did this re- actually pretty intense warm-up uh, with the other dads. I was the only ones who I was the only one who could put my palms down on the floor while we were stretching the hamstrings, and I could actually get my get my shoulder below my hip. And and, and these two other dads were you know, just creaking and cracking and looking at me, and uh, and, th- and just commenting. We're all about the same age. We're all f- about forty, give or take, and. Uh, you know, they were amazed at how, how how flexible I was, where I was feeling not flexible at all. I was like, oh, I'm stiff. I'm, I'm out of it today. I haven't stretched. Um, but for people who might be a little, a little reluctant to try yoga, try yoga because it's going to help your squats. <laughs> it's going to help your deep squats. It's going to help all of your other physical movements are going to come from that. So I I uh, wholeheartedly agree with you on on the importance of, of that yoga movement. Well, you you hit you nailed it on the head. I mean, yoga is the glue to the whole program. It's not like yoga yoga is a separate thing that you do that doesn't have an effect on everything. It has an effect on everything because it prevents injury. It makes you more durable and less vulnerable when it comes to everything else you do in your life. And and you look at gymnasts, right? Gymnasts, for example, Olympic gymnasts, they have such power, such such strength, and such amazing flexibility. And so they're always working on a lot of the similar movements that you would see in yoga. And you know, I mean, you can take a hit. I mean, the idea is to be able to take a hit. And a lot of, you know, NFL football players, when the Seattle Seahawks won the Super Bowl, whatever, a few years back, uh, you know, a friend of mine was a friend of the coach, and he said, what's your secret? He goes, man, I got them all doing yoga. I got them all doing power yoga and speed yoga and yin yoga, and they freaking hate it. But our injury rate has never been lower, right? And so when I had Eddie Lacy, you know, uh, for a while, he's, you know, he's also now with Seattle. Um, and so yoga won't be new to him. I made him do that yoga and he freaking hated me, man. Just flop sweating everywhere. But every time he finished, he'd, he'd look at me and go, man, I never felt this good after a workout, you know? And so, and you're right. It improves your squats. It improves your range of motion on pull-ups It improves your range of motion on push-ups, and it prevents injuries and it makes you more durable as a human being across the board. And so, but, but the, when I first started yoga, it was a, it was a full six months you know, I'd go, I'd go twice a week early on. I was, you know, in P90X, it's only once a week. And it it just, it blew my mind how terrible I was and how these skinny little girls in the class, which was almost all of them, were kicking my butt. And I just, it made me so, and that's why I did it. I go, there's no way I'm going to be terrible at this forever. And at the six-month mark, I remember getting through a class and going, hey, man, I hardly even sweat. Where before I would have been, look like a, you know, it was like a lake when I used to go in there. And that's the magic of it, man. So, you know, I don't want to talk all about yoga, but it's, it's true what you're saying. Tony, I want to be a good steward of your time. I appreciate what you've given us. What, where do you want to direct people to learn more about Living Large and your book, The Big Picture? And the other, and then, of course, uh, for us, the, for in First Responders, 22-Minute Hardcore, your newest program, where can we go to learn more about that? And, and tell us, too, a little bit about 22-Minute Hardcore real quick. Well, uh, you know, I've been to 50-plus bases from Kosovo to South Korea. I've been to Japan twice, been to Germany, all over the States. I mean, I've, I've hit almost – there's a lot of military bases, man. we got them all over the world. And, you know, after making that connection, I, I work with the DOD, and I've been to the Pentagon three times doing workouts. And, uh, you know, they sent me on my first, first tour to um, Aviano Vicenza in Camp Darby in, in Italy. And it was just such an amazing experience. And, you know, I, it, what's cool is too, I mean, I show up at these bases and everybody's done P90X and they love it. And, and I hear all about the results and whatnot. So, um, and, and 22 minute hardcore is a tribute to them. And it's also an opportunity for, you know, citizens to make a stronger connection to the military because everybody wants to support the troops. That's really easy to say, 
But to get down in the dirt and do your burpees and and do your your water bugs and and you know I mean the one thing about about hardcore is a sandbag if you want it or just a dumbbell you don't need much I mean you know if you want to do the spec ops routines you're going to need a pull up bar but for the most part you just need a, a human body some gravity and uh, and earth and if you have those things unless you're in the space station I guess maybe you're out of luck but everybody else has those three things and they're 22 minutes and so. The idea here was to, to create this, you know, there's, there's two 22-second breaks in every routine, except for one. And it just goes. It just goes, goes, goes. It burns a bunch of calories. It's my wife's favorite routine. It's the one that she got the best results with. And it's for both men and women. And it's, a, it's your chance to, to say, hey, you know what? I'm doing more than saying I'm supporting the troops. I'm actually participating in movements that, that our military does when they're going through boot camp and I'm also, you know, cutting into this healthcare crisis a little bit by, you know, eating better too. So that's what it's about. And, and it's, it's the, my latest program and I'm really proud of it, man. And it's, you know, got a million downloads on a, on, on Beachbody on demand within a couple of months. So it's, it's popular for a reason because it works and people like it and it's efficient and it's fast. And the other thing too, is if you want to know if I'm trapped, if I'm doing events, like if you want to go to Omega uh, with me in upstate New York and Rhinebeck, then you go to Tony Horton Life. If you want to buy some TH Care, which is my skin and hair care line, because I had a lot of issues with, with my skin when I was out here in California. I had like 30 pre-cancers taken off my skin. And I went to these guys that were really good. And I said, my, you know, I got I feel really, I feel like I'm 25 on the on the inside, but I feel like I'm 65 on the outside because I, you know, I just burnt the crap out of myself every day, not knowing better. And so they formulated these things for me. That's another thing you can get on on on, on there. And uh, and and of course the books. Uh, all my programs from Power 90 to P90X3 to 22 Minute Hardcore, all can be purchased on, on um, TonyHortonLife.com. That's my website. And then, of course, uh, Living Large, the course I did with Brendan, is on there as well. You'll see that. That's the first thing that pops up. So, you know, if you're interested in what I do and you have faith in what I've, what I've been able to do in 35 years, you understand this lifestyle and you're struggling and you don't like to struggle and you want to improve on things a little bit, understand that I come from a food and fitness first place. And that, of course, requires accountability and it requires uh, uh, a plan and a purpose and if you're willing to jump in because you're looking at a c-minus student with a speech impediment uh that had sixty thousand dollars in debt in a broken down car who i wasn't suicidal but i was as depressed a human being as, I, as a person could be just with no way out and so when you go to tonyhortonlife.com you find all my solutions to help fix my life to help improve my life and i'm pretty sure that if you want to you know follow my path uh, it'll help you a lot. And it's helped, you know, millions and millions of people so far. We haven't hit everybody, but you know, that's why you and I are on this, this call. So we can kind of share, share the good stuff, you know, there, there will certainly be more after this. And Tony, thanks for, you know, thanks for just your help with me, even, you know, um, like I say, because of your program, it was the first time I, I felt strong and what a great feeling and what a great empowerment that was, you know, earlier in my life. And it's something that I've continued with since then. Uh, and that emphasis, you know, going from a like a cyclist and wanting to wanting to, you know, someday ride the Tour de France and not and, and that being my goals to, uh, well, I mean, that's exaggerating. But, you know, the cyclist and that cardio and thing guy to feeling strong and, and then how that changes things. So thank you for that. Thank you for your time today with us. All the sh all of your links to your website and everything else that you're doing. We'll put those in the show notes so people can go to the squadroom dot net uh, to to look that up if they can't uh, write it down if they're out driving whatnot right now. Uh, but appreciate your time. Thank you for your support of first responders, law enforcement, fire, medics. And, um, you know, we look forward to following you uh, as you continue to push the boundaries of, of what we're capable of. Well, thank you, man. Uh, uh, I, when I heard about, you know, that you were looking for me and you wanted to do this, I, I, there was no hesitation. I just, you know, any way I can support, you know, all men and women in uniform, uh, it's, it's really important. You know, I didn't serve. My father was a tank commander in the Army. And, uh, and so, you know, having traveled around the world and, you know, and I do it for free, I don't, nobody, you know, the military is not going to pay you. Right. So, so just because it's important, you know what I mean? Whether it be, uh, police officers or firefighters or first responders or, or, or folks in the military, you know, you guys, you know, you, you, you keep the world going around, right. Without you, it gets, it gets messy out there, man. So I really, I thank you. And, and you personally, I just want to thank you for having me on. And, uh, and this podcast is awesome. And um, I, th I think uh, I think even after today, some folks are going to come away feeling like, oh, you know, 
maybe there's some new choices I can make and and uh, after what we've talked about. I hope so. Absolutely. I so I, thank, I know thank it 100%. You. Thanks for your time, Tony. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of The Squad Room. If you like what you heard today, if you got something out of this conversation with Tony Horton, and I'd have a hard time believing that you didn't, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. It really helps promote the show and spread the word to other first responders. If you heard something today that you know a friend or a loved one needs to hear, please tell them about the show. Grab their phone out of their hand, go into their podcast app, and subscribe them to the show right there and in there, and they will thank you. I promise. They will thank you. You can also email this episode directly from uh, our website, thesquadroom.net. You can email it to friends. You can Facebook it. You can share it on uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, all those things straight from our website. And, of course, you need to get on our mailing list. Uh, thesquadroom.net uh, is where you can sign up. But also, from your phone, if you text the squadroom, all one word, the squadroom, to 44222, you can get signed up right from your phone. I'm not going to spam you. It's all content related to the show. It's show notes. It's information. It's additional things. And that's uh, that's growing by the day. So get signed up for our mailing list. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at The Squad Room, of course, as well, and on Facebook. Our job's tough, tougher than anything we can put into a few words, anything uh, tougher than even Tony Horton can, can motivate you to do in, in just an hour. So if you want to start a conversation, you have some questions, please feel free to reach out to me, Garrett at thesquadroom.net. That's Garrett, two R's, two T's. And lastly, I want to uh, remind you that this episode is brought to you by audible.com. With over 180,000 titles in the inventory, Audible has hundreds of audiobooks that apply to us. It's great for a slow shift, a long commute, after you've already maxed out all your episodes of The Squad Room. To get your free 30-day trial and free audiobook of your choice, go to audibletrial.com forward slash The Squad Room to sign up. Until next time, take care of each other and stay safe.